baby gorgeous welcome to bravo and please where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the bravo tv world this is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related so grab your can of goodies and let's get lit Yo, 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 what's up? We are live on YouTube and I am your girl, Jenny Blaze. Today I'm recapping last night's episode of Vanderpump Rules, season 10, episode 9, Forbidden Fruit. Plus, last night on Watch What Happens Live, we had Tom Schwartz, who was delightfully unhinged and quite a mess I would if I do say so myself um, before I begin make sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you can be reminded to join in on the interactive chat and see all the wonderful visuals we have for today's episode oh, I'm already hot right now all right, if you, uh, if you are a podcast listener, don't worry because all episodes are available on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and or leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps this show to continue to grow. Also, don't forget our social media handle is Bravo and Blaze on social media. Twitter, Instagram, that's where I'm most active. Um, just as a reminder, I want to give a disclaimer that this is for entertainment purposes only. This is not your source for world news or facts. There's no fact checking team or anything like that. I am simply documenting the emotional journey that Scandal has led me on and I'm sharing it all with you. Also, I want to make sure it is clear that although I am expressing my frustration and making opinions that may not feel good for these bravo loves to hear just know that i'm here to express myself and connect with others who are disturbed by what we're witnessing so this is kind of like group therapy okay um but what i really want to make clear is that this is by no means an avenue or vehicle for bullying or attacking anyone meaning i do not condone people trying to hurt the bravo loves in any way even tom sandoval we can't do that. We can't be physically attacking people, trying to ruin their lives, sending death threats. That's all completely crossing the line. And that's my opinion. I just wanted to set the record straight. But also, as you know, bravoandblaze.com has all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch and products from all your favorite shows. I have this grandfather MFR mug. You guys know where that's from drop it in the comments um i also have some scanaval merch that i'm still waiting to get shipped so i can share that all with you and hopefully i'll have that on next week's episode um so let's see okay oh here's my merch <laughs> see i forget that i have visuals too if you're on instagram come down yes thank you larry bravo by gaze you're the queen of scanaval <laughs> dude I'm living for Scandal, okay? But yes, please come see the merch. We have Team Ariana. We have Scandal notebooks. Because your girl loves some stationery. I don't know what my fetish is. It's like Jax and his Converse sneakers. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't think of spiral notebooks or stationery in a sexual way. But 
I saw that he was here, so I just want to give him a shout out. <laughs> but um, I know that Scandival has put us all in a funk. So, <laughs> and I've been really just trying to live my life post-Scandival, but I realized that there are so many things I use on a regular basis to help me get through these tough times. It's been over a month and I've been sick. I went to urgent care. I had my period twice already. Like, it's been a mess. But I consolidated a list of all the things that have helped me cope through this Scandival. And they're available in the Scandival Survival Kit on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. We have all different types of products like non-alcoholic cocktails or mocktails. Because, you know, your girl Jenny Blaze is... <laughs> Jack just said so tired of the word Scandival. Um, yeah, so I am California sober and I have a bunch of non-alcoholic drinks in there. Also, I have all the VPR cast books. I have now, white used to be my go-to nail polish color and now Tom Sandoval has ruined that for me. So I have a different color. I went the complete opposite. I used to do like white or this really dark purplish color called devil's advocate but you can find it all over there <laughs> okay so moving on um i also wanted to make an official announcement that i have made a decision to continue focusing on vanderpump rules and i'll be providing additional bonus content on patreon for 420 four dollars and 20 cents get it on last week's show, I mentioned that um, I'm going to do one season a week for my rewatch, and I finish season six this week. And I have to say, season six, and it's kind of weird. I wasn't expecting Mr. Jax Taylor to actually be on while I'm talking about this, but I have to say, season six is what did it for me, and it really sealed the deal. Like, there's so much going on with Vanderpump Rules. Honestly, the show should be studied worldwide. <laughs> So that's what I'm doing, really. There's so many layers to, it's not just the scan of all, right? It's like, well, don't forget that Raquel was engaged to James and James was actually brought into the group by Tom Sandoval but, and was going to move in with him and be roommates with him until he started sleeping with Kristen. And we all know what happened with Kristen prior to James so, you know, there's a lot going on here and I just feel like we should learn from it. If anything, there's 10 years of documentation, people. And granted, we take this with a grain of salt. I know Jax is here, but like, we don't know everything that's going on in their lives. We don't know these people personally. We see a highly edited and highly produced version of, you know, the show, their lives. So it's not, this is for entertainment, but... My goal is to raise enough funds from this, from my new Patreon, so that we can put together a full-blown documentary slash, I don't know, puppet show, or maybe, I was thinking, imagine a virtual reality interactive experience, all VPR, but we could do like a full-blown feature film Jax, let me know who you want to play you, what actor. Um, but all that stuff we can decide together, guys. Isn't that great? 
So make sure you go show, uh, sign up. The link is in the show notes. In addition, oh my gosh, I'm already, I need to take a sip, sorry. In addition, I've also made the decision to provide another Patreon tier where I will be posting my behind the scenes of all Bravo and Blaze content. Yeah, I know. That's crazy, right? I started Bravo and Blaze by live tweeting during the pandemic while I adjusted to stay the stay-at-home mom life, um, which turns out, for me, I feel like it. stay-at-home mom life is on par with what I would imagine medieval to- torture is like. It's like worse than a prison sentence maybe because at least you get to go to the bathroom in peace i think i don't know i might get in trouble for saying that but whatever so live tweeting turned to meme and merch making which led to the bravo and blaze podcast that i launched last year in january 2022 i was still a full-time mom but arranged for one day of childcare for my youngest so i could commit to doing one episode of bravo and blaze per week Within four months, Bravo and Blaze reached number eight in the top 100 indie TV reviews charts. And literally, I came, like, the story of, you know, that song started from the bottom, now we're here. Like, that's literally, that's what this is. (laughs) From there, after reaching, you know, the top 100 charts, things grew exponentially. I hosted a sponsored live show on BravoCon Eve in New York City, right before BravoCon, um, Bravo and Blaze now has a blog and Amazon influencer store. And honestly, things have grown so much that I think I might need to hire someone soon. So if anyone's listening, let me know if you have good video editing, um, PowerPoint, Google slides, if you're good, technically I can pretty much teach you anything, but, um, let me know if you. <laughs> If you're interested, if not, you know, if you want to learn these things, I'm kicking off the behind the scenes content creation tier with the Bravo and Blaze origin story story. And I'm not only giving you behind the scenes, but you'll get takeaway content that will help you create and refine your own brand. So I'm providing all the tools and methods I've used. And that tier is available only for $42 a month. I forgot to change the slide. I'm like switching through different windows. This is a lot. This is why I need to hire someone. Anyways, um, okay. So I also do have additional offerings if you want to learn more from behind the scenes of the monetization and business side of Bravo and Blaze. I have over 15 years experience as a corporate IT consultant consultant working with top global consulting firms. I ran a nine-figure business in my last role, and I'm providing one-on-one consulting now. So please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions so we can explore whether or not it is a good fit for more business consulting and the cannabis industry. Check out Cannabis Mom Boss, available on the same YouTube channel at, or as audio, available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Okay. Oh, look. There we go. Business and B2B consulting. Okay. We're going to get into Vanderpump Rules, Season 10, Episode 9, Forbidden Fruit. The episode description is, 
Katie and Schwartz celebrate a big milestone in their breakup with an extravagant dinner that quickly goes south. Shayna erupts on Lala for skipping wedding events to avoid Raquel. She's so scary. When Shayna and Brock throw a party to welcome all their guests to Cancun, Schwartz makes a romantic choice that jeopardizes his friendships. Whew. Okay. I'm already like hot right now. I need to cool off. <laughs> Maybe I should put my hair back. Okay. So we left off and I have some slides that show I'm going to show you guys as we go along in this recap. Before we even start, um, we left off where they just arrived in Cancun for Shannon and Brock's wedding, like I said in the episode description, and they go to Shana's welcome dinner, which I guess there was some confusion around that because they... I guess Christina Kelly showed up and like it wasn't an official event for the wedding. I don't really know. Also, like it's a resort, so things are inclusive and like I don't know. Hold on a second. Wait. I just want to see. Oh, sorry. I wanted to see if Jax wanted to join because I was like, should we just take a break? Okay. That's right. So, um, yes, we start off where they're at this dinner. Ariana and James had just gotten into it because. I don't know. She didn't like what he did with one of Brock's friends. She's like, I didn't like him doing it and I didn't like you doing it. And then Allie gets so upset she walks away from the table. And we start off this scene with Sandoval saying, in his cringy scarlet letter lightning bolt necklace, he says to James, Something along the lines of sometimes real power, sometimes real power is having the power to do something. Like that's my Tom Sandoval impression, I guess. I got to work on it. But how audacious can you be? Like seriously, you were, he, don't forget at this point, him and Raquel have already hooked up, which we now find out was they're calling it a one night stand. I don't know. I'm confused about that. Schwartz like really made things messy last night. <laughs> but um, I just, I guess I am a James Kennedy stand account now because I just love James Kennedy. I think he's hilarious because he's like, oh yeah, Tom, <laughs> shaking his head with his hand, you know, under his chin. And he's like, oh, what are you, Uncle Ben? And he's telling him, you know, like, I don't know. His responses are just so good. He's like, oh, with great responsibility or great power comes great response. Oh, fuck off. And his, I don't know if it's his British accent or his delivery or both, but he is just so funny. He makes me laugh so, so hard. Um... And then we see Allie, like, the producers are like, what do you usually do when you have a confrontation? She's like, uh, get up and walk away. And um, I just noted that she was like, yeah, the screaming from James is not cute. So that was, um, and by the way, I like Allie. I know that she was on another reality show and people are like, oh, she just wants to be on TV. Like, who cares? I don't, I already knew this about her and I met her in person and her mother and like something about meeting someone face to face and like 
you can read their energy and whatnot. Like, I really feel like she's genuine. I don't think she's stupid. I don't think she's, like, trying to pretend she's, like, like, she, I, she's no La La Ken, okay? I'll just say that. <laughs> but, okay, so then we see, okay, Tom and Katie go to this dinner, and I had really high hopes. I was like, oh my God, this is really sweet. Like maybe, maybe he'll get it. Like maybe he gets it now. Like you can't, I don't know, maybe the divorce like would change something and he'd start to be like, oh, maybe I should like not do that to Katie or like maybe have some pick up on some social cues to be like, hmm, Katie seems upset right now. <laughs> So, I don't know. I It was just, it's sad. I don't know. Schwartz makes everyone like him. He's like, yeah, I have a reservation for Bubba. She's like, I don't understand what you're saying. And he's like, oh, you know, he's got his, like, flip-flops on at this nice restaurant. And he's, like, telling his story, like, oh, my wife and I, we used to call each other Bubba. And it's like, this is what makes, this is Schwartz's shtick how he gets people to like him because he's very like oh I don't know like I also met him in person and he couldn't even I was dying laughing when I first saw Tom Schwartz and Sandoval at um BravoCon because they were they could not move like people were screaming in their faces and somebody was like come on we gotta go and because people would be like oh Tom 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 he would like stop and they couldn't go anywhere. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, Jax is commenting. The little boy act is old. Everyone buys into that and I don't know why. Yeah, I bought into that. I thought Schwartz, like I see why I bought into it. But now looking at everything, it's like, oh my gosh, he's a mess. He's a mess. And then even here, what do we have? Um... He's like, I just feel, still feel like we're both Bubba's still, you know? And it's like, that's the part that's endearing that makes people like him. But, oh my gosh, Vladimir, if you're on Instagram, come join me on YouTube because this picture, I have, I have screenshots of the episode while I'm talking through this for you to watch, but... I have a picture of Vladimir here. He's the uh, waiter for Tom and Katie. And he's like, hello. You know, he's so like professional and polite. And Tom's super awkward. And he's like, oh, we're celebrating. Um, well, we got divorced. And it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jack says there's nothing endearing. It's weird as fuck. Well, yeah, I mean, I would assume that if you're around this behavior for 10 years, like, it must get old because that doesn't get you, that gets you, like, only so far, I guess, that act that he has or whatever. But, um, you know, Katie's, I'm so glad that Katie's, like, in this clip, she says, I don't think he's going to romance me now. Like, he couldn't romance me during our marriage. And I'm glad she said that because it would break my heart if Katie, like, had high hopes for them. So I'm glad that Katie is in that space where she's, like, at least trying to cut things off. Um, 
And here we go. So here, this is where I like Schwartz again because he's like very honest. He's like, my pants are literally so tight. She's trying to, she's doing like a really nice toast and he's just, just bombing left and right. Like they try to even pick it up again a couple times. And it was just, first he's like, my pants are so tight. Then in this clip, he's like, I don't even know where my dick is. And it's just like, dude, get it together. Oh my gosh. He's a mess. He's a mess. Um, but then, so when things went south, this is where I was like, okay, I can sense things are going wrong, but Schwartz is like doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on this argument and not picking up on the social cues from Katie where she's literally crying to him and he keeps going. It's like, dude, what is going on there? And that's why I think like there's so much more. I'm like psychoanalyzing this, but <laughs> I just find it like so weird that he would continue the argument knowing that she's visibly upset and that like, she ultimately walks away. It's like, it's so frustrating. It's so frustra frustrating. He's like, I was a great effing husband. Why does he say that? Why does he say that? I am so confused. Then he says, you abuse the wife-husband card. That bothered me. So he said in the last episode, or maybe two episodes ago, he, he said, um, you're emotionally entitled. And now he's saying you abuse the wife-husband card. And I'm like, I'm wondering if Sandoval is giving feeding him these lines that are getting planted in his brain to like regurgitate when he's in these fights with Katie because I don't understand what he's saying. You know what I mean? And then, oh my gosh, this breaks my heart. Then, you know, the producer asked Katie, like, have you ever tried to figure out, like, why Schwartz does this? And she, it was heartbreaking. She's like, I, the only thing I could think of is he just doesn't like me. And I thought that was so, so sad because I actually think she's right. I think that, Tom is like, he has like a puppy love for Katie, but he doesn't have a love strong enough to be a better person for the sake of their relationship. And I actually was like, the fact that he said, <clears throat> I did kind of agree that like, wow, Schwartz actually May, he made a decision. He wasn't such a wussy pussy. He actually said, hey, guys, I have dinner with Katie tonight. I'm not going to be available. Whatever. I didn't think that it was, like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, right? And so, rightfully so, he's like, you know, I did stick up for you or whatever. But, like, the execution, in his mind, he's not getting the overall picture because, that triggered Katie, obviously, like, dude, you do not do that. <laughs> so it's just crazy, like, this whole ugh, Katie and Tom thing. I have some notes, but I'm getting distracted because Jax is talking. He didn't make that decision. The show did. Ooh, what? Do you think Katie was the one who didn't like Schwartz? He didn't make it. What decision? 
You're spilling so much false information. What do you mean? I'm just talking about my observations. Okay, I'm going to ignore. <laughs> okay. Doesn't like me. What else? Then, oh, so this part I thought was telling too. They're arguing and he's like, in my effing, my wildest fever dreams, he's like going off. He's on like a Tom rant that we've seen before in other seasons, like his bachelor party. And that's when Vladimir comes up and he just completely like flips a switch. And it that to me was like kind of a little bit weird like I can't he's like emotionally not there like if your wife well ex-wife is crying in front of you and you have no reaction and you're just like oh thank you Vladimir and even like he kept going with it he she's crying and he goes you were a provocateur and like he, again he's like doubling down or whatever and then she gets up and leaves and Vladimir's like should I wrap this up and Tom's like, oh, I think she just went to the bathroom when she like clearly left the restaurant. So <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's crazy to me that Tom just like really didn't understand the gravity of the situation and, and where it escalated to. All right, I'm going to move on. So then we see um, they're still at that dinner um, James, this is what I love about James. He always like throws a little firecracker into the, like to cause, to stir up some drama. He's like, oh, Lala's not going on the catamaran. He's not even going on the catamaran, catamaran himself. So why does he even care? And he's clearly doing it just to like, you know, get a rise out of Shayna, who's already annoyed because Lala brought Christina Kelly without even talking to to Shana, which again, that it's fuzzy. I don't know all the details or whatever. So then I just think it's funny how Lala's like, I just want to be somewhere where I'm safe. Talking about like her reason for maybe not going on the catamaran. And it's like, she was saying that she doesn't feel safe around Raquel. And I find that to be laughable knowing that Lala is the one who is like has shown that she's been like pretty aggressive towards Raquel and it's just I don't know it's just funny to me that she's like I don't know I don't feel safe as if Raquel's gonna like do something to her um but whatever if she truly doesn't feel safe then she shouldn't go I guess but it was just funny how she totally backtracked and chased Shayna out and was like I wanted I want the energy to be amazing for you, you know, and <laughs> trying to like spin it or whatever. So I don't know. I just find that entertaining because Lala cracks me up. But then we see uh, Katie texting Christina. She's like, I effing hate him. Christina says, oh, no, what happened? Katie says, he's a dick. Can you meet me? Meet me in the room. And she says, yeah, I'll be right up. So then we see Christina Kelly come up and she's like, um, you know, they're debriefing or whatever until they hear a knock, <laughs> knock on the door. They're like, who is this? I wonder, actually, Jax, maybe you do have insight into this. Did Katie and Christina know that Raquel was going to come to the room 
after Katie and Schwartz were done with their dinner. Because I want to know if, like, that kind of stuff is staged. I assume that it's staged. Like, they know that Raquel's going to come in or whatever. Because you have to have the production, like, you have to have a whole production set up. You need all the cameras, the lights, the microphones, all that stuff. So I feel like they probably knew that she was going to come. Or maybe it was a coincidence. I don't know. I don't know. But um, Raquel shows up, and this was just weird. They're like, oh, my God, it's Raquel. And again, I don't know if this is set up or not. But then it's just so funny that Raquel's like, um, yeah, so I just wanted to come in and tell you that <laughs> Shayna does not want you in the – or you're not part of the preferred club and you're not allowed at the, the pool where there's a swim-up bar or whatever – and Katie's just like laughing, rightfully so, because I'd be like, why are you like, okay. But I also find it like so strange that Raquel, I don't know if this, like production urged her to go do that or if she really just heard Shayna say it and was like, I'm going to go do this. But either way, it was so awkward. <laughs> it's so weird and uncomfortable and just so funny I don't know and oh here's Katie she's saying it's just so rich because you know this don't forget at this time Raquel and Tom she well Raquel had gone up to Katie's ex-husband and was like do you want to make out and Katie was like please don't do that and she's like she set a boundary and Raquel didn't really care. So then now it's pretty rich that Raquel's coming in and saying, trying to set boundaries with Katie. And it was just so funny that she's like, this self-awareness is just so lacking all over the place. And then, um, Christina Kelly's like, she's like, wait, me too. <laughs> and Raquel's like, Shana doesn't really want you to be around either, to be honest. And um, Katie's like, well, I'm not going to be a prisoner in this hotel. And Christina Kelly was like very willing to comply. But Katie was so funny. She's like, because Christina was like, have a good night. That's a, oh, we won't go to the swim up. And Katie's like, or we might. <laughs> I don't know. I might be too drunk which is the explanation or excuse that Raquel gave for like asking Schwartz to make out or whatever. So it's like, sorry, this one I'm team Katie. And I, I try to be like, I try not to be too biased. I don't know these people personally. So I'm just going off of this show. This is for our entertainment. But then um, I was dying because Katie goes, what a dumbass dude. I feel bad for her. And honestly, I do too. If, I mean, maybe because I know what is involved in production of a show. If somebody was like, hey, can you go do, go talk to Katie and tell her she's not invited or she can't come? I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. Sorry, you can find somebody else. So like, Maybe Raquel just doesn't know that she can say no. I don't know. I don't know. But 
All right, moving on. Uh, so the next scene, they show Raquel come into the bar and like, it's probably because of Scannaval, but I'm very triggered. They're like hugging and holding on a lot. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Shayna, hide your man. <laughs> like it just felt too close for comfort. Thank God they're not friends anymore. But then look at this picture. This triggered me too. <clears throat> It's Raquel going up and hugging Ariana. <sighs> Makes me so sad. So awful. She had already, by the way, Raquel had already slept with Tom Sandoval by this point, and she's hugging Ariana. <sighs> I just, it's gross. But, um, yeah, so Shana goes on to say, like, I was totally joking about telling Katie not to go, but... She goes, but the fact that Raquel actually listened, so yeah, right here, even Shayna was like, why would you even do that? Like, I was just kidding, so I don't know. It says a lot, I think, about Raquel, but I'm not trying to hate on Raquel. And last night, I know Schwartz was like, Tom Sandoval was getting beers thrown at him or like, People are sending death threats. Guys, that is way too far. Way, way, way too far. Also, suggesting that we hug him is going way, way, way too far. I thought that was ridiculous. So, anyways, I'm going to move on. Going back um, to last night's episode, we have James Kennedy, and he is cracking me up so much. He's usually like the hype guy who's going, has the energy amped up and ready to hype up everyone else. But it was shocking to see that Brock's friends were too much for James Kennedy <laughs> of all people. And it's just so funny. He's like the thought of a day club with Brock and his effing party friends. I should do his accent. The thought of... A day club with Brock and his effing party friend. No, that's not a good one. I'm a barbarian. <laughs> so I love James Kennedy. Oh my gosh. And then also we have Shana going to her bachelorette party. This picture is perfect. I think this Shana like lives for the pictures. I feel like <laughs> like she this picture of Shana's bachelorette party. Like, to me, I feel like Shayna care. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay her wedding. Like, I think I like Brock, and I like, I hope that they stay together forever, and I hope it's love and whatever. But I kind of feel like when it comes to her weddings and, like, her birthday and stuff like that, it's always about, like, the pictures or, like, to be able to say, we went on a catamaran for my bachelorette party versus, like, is this actually fun? And I'm not saying a catamaran isn't fun. Their bachelorette party looked like it was so much fun. I, hell yeah, I would love to go do something like that. But I also, when I'm planning things, I'm like, is it worth it? <laughs> is the planning, is the coordinating, is the dealing with people's preferences and all that, like, is it worth it? Would I rather just go... <laughs> you know, on my, on my own or something. So I just, whatever. <laughs> I still like Gina. I like that about her. I, I'm not mad at her for it. No shade. 
Um, but then also Brock is, you know, while they're at the bachelorette party, Brock and his friends are, you know, taking shots at some day party with James Kennedy. They got um, little Speedos with Brock's face on it. And like, you know, Tom Sandoval pulled down his pants, which, by the way, I found a clip from I think it was season five or season six where um, he pulled down his pants in front of Ariana and um, like a female co-worker and it was like super inappropriate. Ugh. Anyways, um, I love how they pan to Katie at the preferred adults only pool that Raquel tried to uninvite her to or say she was not allowed to go to. And, like, literally, they weren't even there. And it, to be honest, looked heavenly. <laughs> that pool looks great. So, yeah, here we go with Tom. Look at his white fingernails. Oh, my God. He totally ruined white nail polish for me. So mad about that. But James is so funny. He's like, I consider myself a man of the world. And, you know, I have lived in Ibiza. I'm very, like, open with, like, whatever. And he's just like, I don't. He's like, I don't understand the smacking each other's asses. And, you know, like, the little Speedos. And, I don't know. He starts screaming, like, oh, yes, fucking take some Viagra's and some kangaroo. Oh, my God. I don't know. James Kennedy is just, like, so inappropriate. But, like, he's undeniably hilarious. And I can't quit him. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. I'm sweating a little bit right now. <laughs> okay. Moving on. So, this was a weird scene. Okay. They have, they have Tom and Tom, Sandoval and Schwartz. They're, like, drinking together at this party with Brock. And... Like, just checking in, and out of nowhere, Schwartz is like, what? Is that Raquel? <laughs> and Sandoval, look at his face. Oh, my God. He's like, do you wish it was? And then Schwartz is like, she's beautiful. I just can't. I don't know why. And this look on Sandoval's face I really, I'm confused about the timeline because Shayna's wedding was August 23rd and Schwartz said last night that he found out about the one night stand at the end of August. What is the end of August? Is it before or after Shayna's wedding? Because that's when Schwartz and Raquel kissed. So did he know that they hooked up before he kissed her? He's saying it wasn't a decoy. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm buying that. Um, this was interesting. Raquel, they're talking about um, Allie coming on the boat or whatever. And Raquel's like, I could have been a bitch and been like, you can't come. But then I would have Lala energy. Meanwhile, Lala's like inappropriate, in my opinion, inappropriately like lecturing Allie almost not lecturing her but like giving her unsolicited advice about a guy that she slept with who she's friends with but also saying like be careful it's like so weird <laughs> and I just thought it was interesting she's like I just feel this need to protect you and I 
I don't know. Lala, to me, Lala's like the Jen Shaw for VPR. Like, she has no leg to stand on. She says and does ridiculous things. And it's just, it's so audacious and ridiculous that I can't help but laugh. And so, for that, I like Lala for the entertainment value. But it's just funny to me that she thinks she's, like, grown so much. Like, she has grown a lot, but, like, she still has way more to go. Oh my gosh, look at this guy. So I find it interesting that both Toms were acting like Schwartz doesn't know how to pick up a woman when he literally cheated on his wife with another woman. So it was annoying that Sandoval's like, oh, you know, he's out of practice for so long. And it's like, uh, what do you know about it, Sandoval? Right? I don't know. I didn't like that. But um, we go into a scene with Ken and Lisa. And she's like showing concern over Schwartz and Sandy's. Rightfully so. They're saying they're opening in like 10 days. They have so much they have to do. I've heard. I don't know what that guy's role is. But he hired like a bar manager or whatever. That guy. I've heard him twice now say I need the glass the glasses for these drinks and I need the prices and the names like how many times do, do they have to ask for this it's it's just it's driving me nuts that these guys are running a business quote-unquote but I don't know I think Lisa just had a scene for the hell of it but here we go again <laughs> James <laughs> he's like screaming when he's Doing impressions of Brock's friends, he just starts screaming. He's like, ah, eat your honey, Viagra. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. His face changes when he does the Australian accent, too. It's so good. And he goes, he's like, it was James Kennedy at his highest times, 20. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Um, oh, and then so Allie like debriefs James and says, oh, you know, Lala talked to me and he's like, so she compared me to Randall yet again. And Allie's just like treading lightly and James is already getting worked up. He's like, she needs to check on her fucking self. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't a good accent. But, um, he's so funny. He's like, she did it for a pickleball course. Or whatever talking about Randall oh my god I can't wait to see well actually I don't think they're gonna talk about this on the reunion he's like like Lala did you know that oh my god I might just do a whole reel of James Kennedy lines from this entire season because he's just so funny um this next slide I included because Lala is talking about you know like I want to be here I know I'm here for Shayna but she's got a lot of shit happening for this wedding. And like I said before, that shit, well, I haven't said it on this episode, but I've said it on other episodes. Shayna's wedding is like the reason why I do not like weddings. I don't like when there's so much like dictatorship over my time when I'm trying to like enjoy myself. 
to me, a wedding is like supposed to be fun and happy, like enjoyable. If people are fighting over like who's invited and, you know, the logistics, it just doesn't become, it's not fun anymore. And I, I would rather not do it than go through that. So I kind of get where Lala's coming from and she goes to dinner with Katie and Christina and this, this shot right here, it's Shayna talking to Raquel and they like look, she looks over and she's like, oh my God. And right there you see Katie, Lala and Christina and Katie was like, I really just picked this place because of the menu, <laughs> which I don't know if I fully believe that, but I don't even care because I just think it's so funny. Oh my gosh, Sheena. She, that wedding was really nice, but like there was so much going on. It was a lot. I don't even know how Sheena has a smile on her face. I'd be stressed. Um, oh gosh. We, find, we got a, a scene with Raquel doing like her puppet show thing, and I'm sorry. I'm not trying to hate on Raquel. Like, I do feel bad for her. I think that, like, she's just not that bright. But the, what she's been doing lately, people are saying, like, oh, if this scandal didn't happen, people will be rooting for Raquel. I don't know if I can say that's true for me. I don't feel that way. I feel like she's been super awkward and I said this before at BravoCon I felt like she was lurking I got weird energy from her and I just it put me off where I didn't want to go introduce myself and I introduced myself to almost every single person at BravoCon <laughs> so I don't know I, it was just really cringy to me um oh my gosh so then uh Sheena Brock Tom Sandoval Ariana are sitting down and Sandoval's like talking about Schwartz and like him needing to like not be going to dinners with Katie and like whatever. I was like, dude, what is his problem? But the one thing to highlight, obviously, was when Ariana was like, I can literally see Raquel's ears perk up when they started talking about Schwartz making out with someone and then she comes running over. <sighs> Granted, we know now that her and Sandoval had already hooked up. So was she really coming over for Schwartz? Because she said in the show that she did or did she like what really was the motivation behind that? Was it to because then also somebody said that I think there was like a blind from Dumas saying that she made out with Schwartz to make Sandoval jealous. Ooh, draw me bitch said because it was her stupid storyline. Camera time. I guess. I don't know. So um, Lala's funny though. She's like, I don't even think Shayna would even know if I was there or not. And they cut to Ariana saying, where's Lala? <laughs> Thought that was so funny. Um, but... I didn't like in this clip you see Schwartz saying I feel attacked because he comes over and you see Sandoval again trying to like cuck him and like put him in his place like oh you can't be I don't want to see her at tastings anymore like la 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 it's like dude the way he tries to control 
Schwartz and does control Schwartz is so creepy to me. Sorry, that's how I feel. And you see Schwartz here, he's like, I'm still allowed to care about Katie. And that's true, that's valid. I think he does care about Katie. I think he actually really does love her, but he doesn't, he doesn't like her. And it's not that he doesn't like who she is. I think he doesn't like that she's, she has like a higher emotional IQ than him because when it, it seems like when the conversations get to a deeper level that are pushing and challenging his level of emotional intelligence, that's when he starts breaking down and he's like, like he wants to shut it down instead of challenging himself to open up and be like, okay, maybe I should do some self-reflection. <laughs> Instead, I think he cuts it off because it's too much for him. And maybe that's just how some people are. I don't know. Um, but then you see, like, this was sad. Like, every last night was all about Schwartz, let's be honest. It was all about Schwartz, what's going on with him. And you can see, I mean, he got tipsy. And I guess this is the, Katie said something along the lines of, like, I call this his pestering mode. When he's drunk, he likes to just go and like, <laughs> I don't know, annoy people, I guess. And that's what exactly he was doing when he joined their dinner to ask Katie to trim his armpit hairs. <laughs> like, was that really, really necessary? I mean, it's kind of funny. But, um, and it's like, I think that's the kind of stuff that gets people fooled in Tom being, Tom being endearing and like, like a sweet boy. He's like, I just want you to sh like cut, trim my armpit hairs. They grow really fast. And, you know, it's like that little boy type of thing. And Katie's like over it, <laughs> thankfully. <clears throat> um... Chez Blanc 04. He knows he's complacent and can't live up to her standards. I agree with that. Fancy wrinkle. Just say it. She's off. That's funny. You can't say that anymore. I guess I just learned from James Kennedy this season that you can't say the D word or the S word anymore. I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? I had no idea. I was like, why? Why can't you? But, um... Sorry, I hope I don't offend anyone. Okay, I'm moving on. So here we go. We have Tom and Schwartz sitting down. And you he, look, he even says, he goes, did you? And he laughs. Raquel, what is this? And that's our, I don't know. They were kind of pushed into it. People are like clapping. They're like, kiss, kiss. So I get that. And then we see their kiss. <clears throat> ah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Ugh. But, and also, I watched that scene back, the kiss scene. It was so gross. It was so awkward, cringy, gross. Like, oh my God. There's zero, zero chemistry between them. And it's very clear. And before I knew about Scandal, I even like was 
discussing this about how I saw, because remember, BravoCon was October 14th or something. They had already been in their affair and nobody knew. But at that time, there was a rumor, like the rumor about Raquel and Schwartz kissing had been circulating. And I remember being so turned off, like, I want, you know, like, you don't support other women kind of feeling, you know, but obviously, like, I don't know them. So I'm not ever going to be like, oh, I heard something and I'm now I'm coming after you. Like, no, that's not how I roll. So, but I took note of it and I'm like, oh, I don't like that about her, if that's true. And then, you know, I, I'm at BravoCon sitting with Ariana and Bali from Family Karma. Love them. And, um... To my right, right next to us was Schwartz and Raquel. And I remember just in, from the corner of my eye thinking, I don't know if this rumor is true. I don't think they kiss because just from looking at them, I can tell that guy does not like her. <laughs> like he's not attracted to her. He does not have her attention or he did. He's not paying attention to her. You know, like she does not have his attention. And it was just weird to me because at one point while I'm sitting there, I see him get up. Schwartz got up. It was only him and Raquel sitting together. So he gets up and just walks away, but not in a way, not like in this way that you would think someone would be like, oh, I'll be right back. Kind of like he literally just got up and walked away. And so I look over and Raquel's sitting by herself and she had this like weird like smile on her face. And I was just like, this is weird. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Anyways, okay, we went through the show. We're approaching an hour. So I'm going to talk about Watch What Happens Live, but I did not get a chance to go through every, I didn't, I only watched it one time last night and I have not been able to like go through it again to take clips or anything. So I'm just going to talk about my thoughts. Um, if you want me to do that, then let me know and I will um, add that to the bonus content that I have on Patreon. But last night, first of all, this picture of Tom, he just looks so creepy in this but like his face I don't know and oh my god did you guys know that this is Rob Lowe's son <laughs> I didn't know Rob Lowe even had a son and then they talk about like nepotism and stuff like that and I thought that was like so interesting especially having Avery Singer as one of the bartenders who is Ramona Singer's child and it's just funny because we've also seen Andy call Anderson Nepo baby <laughs> Like, I don't know. I just thought it was like, like, what is going on? I had no idea who this guy was. And then turns out it's Rob Lowe's son. And he said he's never seen any of his father's movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I didn't know that Rob Lowe had a sex tape. I did not know that. I don't want to see it. But um, he said he found out in like eighth grade. Can you imagine? Okay, anyways, I'm going to go to Schwartz because he was the most unhinged mess we've had in a while. And so first he comes on with ankle weights on his wrist because he was, I think he was trying to do a short shtick. Like, 
oh, I'm so cute and funny and like, look at my, I, I don't want to, I guess I touch my face a lot. So, and it's become a drinking game. So I'm going to, I have these weights on, which he then took off at a certain point. And he also still touched his face, even with the weights on his wrist. So it didn't even work. But, um, oh my gosh, Draw Me Bitch just said, I thought he was Malcolm in the talking about Rob Lowe's son I was wondering not that exact same thing but I was like who is this guy he does look kind of familiar and now I'm realizing oh my god I can see like his he does look like his dad so um yeah so Schwartz comes on and it's just oh god does he have a PR person because you would think that this would be the time that he needs to prep ahead of time because he was a mess. And for one, he said he found out in end of August, okay? And he referred to their affair as a one-night stand, which was super annoying because, like, why are you saying it's a one-night stand? I haven't heard anyone say it's a one-night stand. So is he implying that he heard it was a one-night stand? And, like, what does that mean exactly? Like, you can't just say stuff like that, Tom Schwartz. Oh, my gosh. So um, that was annoying because, like I said before, Sheena's wedding was August 23rd. So to me, that is end of August. So did he know before or after he kissed her? We need to know this. By the way, Instagram Live, it's about to be turned off because I'm still being punished from the beginning of Scandaval. So make sure you come to YouTube um, so you can join us. But, oh my God. Okay, so short, it was a lot. He also said um, in January, which we now know, they were all in Big Bear together. Him, he said he was just going to go. Then he last minute invited Joe, his roommate, and then... He, I guess he invited Sandoval, and Sandoval smuggled Raquel in, and that's when he said he's in love with her. And apparently there's some, like, he's, he was trying to make it sound like he was manipulated by, by Sandoval into thinking that, you know, what they were doing was okay. I don't know. To me, it sounded like a cop-out. It sounded like he didn't want to take responsibility or accountability for the fact that he knew about it this entire time. And because that says a lot about him. Because don't forget, Ariana was one of his groomsmen in his wedding. So what does that say about Schwartz as a friend? Yeah, he'll ride or die to, the, to his grave for this Sandoval, this, uh, this... I don't know what he is. I'm I'm not I can't give him an official diagnosis of narcissism, but it seems like that as well as an abuser of like an emotional manipulator and psychological manipulator. So I just it's like is Schwartz a victim or is he part of the problem? Like what what is it? And we need to know more because he then starts saying how, you know, like, oh, Raquel's like his heroin. She's his drug. And like, dude, heroin is not that bad. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But 
like for real he made he made it sound real real bad um and by the way heroin is really really bad don't ever do it i i that's like something i'm so scared of honestly as people doing heroin um so anyway <laughs> off track um what else did tom say oh my god tom what else did he say he said she's like his drug. He, they're in love, and ugh, it was awful, awful, awful. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm dying to know, though. I am hoping and praying to the Bravo gods that all they talk about on Winter House is Scandal. Because Schwartz was filming Winter House and then left to go film the reunion and then went back to Winter House. So I need to know if they grilled him. What did they say to him? How did, what was his state of mind before the reunion, after the reunion? I need it all. Um, a fancy wrinkle just said, he's not mad at Rachel. Did he say that? Ugh. Awful, awful. Why? Is it because he, maybe he's trauma bonded with Raquel. He's like, oh my God, I know how you feel. Like we can't get away from this guy. I don't know. I really don't know. But I want to know what you guys all think. So make sure you leave comments. Make sure you send me a message on Instagram or um, please leave a comment or review for the podcast. That helps a lot. There's or there's so much. I'm already over an hour, but I need to go and create other content for other things now. So <laughs> I want to make sure that I remind you all. Make sure you go check out the Patreon. Um, and thank you all for joining. I'm so grateful and appreciative of all of you. Bravo and Blaze has been a wild ride, and I can't wait to share all the behind the scenes for you all. Until next week, stay lit, fam. Mm -hmm.